Hello and welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. It's always fun um, when I get to interrupt Joel and talk over him, which is very fun. Um, <laughs> we've, we've got a guest. This is crazy. We haven't had a guest in a little while, have we? I'm just seeing how long I can not talk. <laughs> that's fine. Sure, that was Finally no, cut Joel out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. After I did my, my solo one the other week. Yes, yes. How, uh, we haven't had a guest for quite a while since the Darvell boys, I think. Sure. Because we had my solo one and then us last week. We had Rob on, the second one of... Um, yeah, was he before or after the Darvells? I feel like that was after. Can't even Part remember. Part two. Anyway. Rob was on chip lunch. Rob. Different Rob. No, oh, we have had that Rob. Rob on. He has been he on. He has been on. I listened to that Rob's chip lunch podcast on my way to Bree. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. How many actual episodes did you listen on the way to... Because you were at Bree last... Week? I was at Brie from Friday till s- till Monday. Right. Yeah. Well, the middle of that when we weren't traveling. Yeah. 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 But it's a long drive, isn't it? Yeah. Like t- 10 <laughs> yeah, hours? Yeah, 10 hours. So we did like <clears throat> home to Dubbo and then Dubbo to Brie. Yeah, cool. And then we were in Brie for 24 hours and then Brie to Dubbo and then Dubbo to home. Yep. So there was lots of chatting time and lots of... Lots of chip lunch time. So <laughs> I think we listened to four chip lunch podcasts. And you tell me before you listened to Ange's? Yep. Who else? You said Rob? Ange, Rob. Um, we listened to... <laughs> Who else was it that I said? I don't know. I can't remember now. <laughs> Very memorable episodes. Obviously. No, it, it was. It was a good one. Ange, Rob. Oh, we listened to part of Manders. Yep. And... When you say, so when it was Manders, you just like, this is boring? Don't no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we loved it. It was the one where they t- switched it onto you. Oh, oh, so it's actually mine. It's your episode. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. And then. So then you switched that off in the middle of it. It's just No, we didn't yeah. switch it off. We just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> we just arrived at a place where we wanted to switch Let's it off. <laughs> We've got 15 minutes till we arrive. Let's check if this one's any good. <laughs> uh, and one other, but I can't remember whose it was. That's right. That's from, thanks for listening to it. That's cool. Mm, it was great. Uh, what was my other question? How was. I always. Don't pronounce this right. Brewarrener. Brewarrener. Yes. Yeah. How, how was Brewarrener? Because you went for the carols. We did, mm. yes. So it was awesome. We absolutely loved it. I have never been before. Mm. So it was my first time up there, down there. Up there. Up there. Looking up. It's just northwest, right? Yeah. 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 It's got to say up. If you were going down, you'd go all the way around. That would yeah. take longer than 10 hours, I think. <laughs> like all the way, like past Antarctica. Yeah, and then yeah. Back, back up, up for It's a long way. Then that would be a much longer way. Across the North Pole and then back down yeah. by Asia <laughs> to Bora. No wonder it took 10 hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> up there. So, yeah, we had a really fun time. I went with my dad um, and we hung out with the community of Bree. Um, we went to their carol service, which was awesome. It was so hot though. Yeah. It was 46 yeah. degrees. Because oh, it was hot that day, <laughs> yeah. even in Sydney. Right? It was yeah. so hot. Um, but it was definitely worth going to. They put on this epic fireworks display. Oh, really? It was so cool. That's cool. Yeah. And I really just love how the com- that community up there in Bree just loved Jesus so much. And you could feel that in their carol service. They just wanted his name to be glorified. And I just loved when they got onto the stage, the people from the church, and they were like, 
hey everyone, we're here to sing some songs. We don't know any carols, so we're just going to sing songs about Jesus. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. It was just so, um, so genuine. Mm. And I think that's what I said to dad on our way home, that I just loved how genuine they were mm. and how, yeah, how real they were. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, see, really Yeah. Cool. Uh, and another thing that we did on the way home was uh, we went to a place called Ningen. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we visited the Big Bogan. Yes. <laughs> there is <laughs> there is a giant tin Bogan in Ningen. And so we took some photos there. Really? Because yeah. there's a town in that way called Bogan, West Bogan. Yes. West Bogan. But they, it's literally this bloke in a, like a muscle tee with a dog and a tinny. And he's like, you know... Six meters tall. I was going to say, hey, how big is it? Yeah, pretty tall. big. Yeah. Like, you know, the big things, like the big... Uh, sure. Big prawn. Big prawn. Big banana. Big banana. Yeah. Big, big bogan. Big merino. <laughs> big merino. There Have are seen the big merino? many big is things. just a sheep? Yeah, it's yeah. Big, the big, uh, big sheep. Yeah, yeah, the big bogan was, was a highlight. Mm. Mm. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did you go with? So you went with your dad? I did. Who so else was going? Yeah, dad was in the car with me. <laughs> all, the, all the time. <laughs> dad drove. Yeah. And then we came back with dad and Adam Darvell. Yep. And then Stu and Eli were there. And Rob and Roz from Sunday morning. Cool. Yep. And uh, the wares. So it was just oh, yeah. all the boy wares. Oh, okay. So Banjo, mm-hmm. Ted and Brad. Yep. And Amos and Cam Miller. Yep. Yep. And I think that's it. <laughs> oh, no. Um, the Gales. Jono and oh, cool. Julian John Gale. Oh, pretty awesome. big contingent, yeah. though. That's yeah, cool. it yeah. was awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I bought this, like, spray thing, like, sprayer. Because it was so hot, oh, and I I was water. just spraying people. Oh, okay. I'm like, what were you spraying? <laughs> and and pesticide. <laughs> <laughs> no water. It was it was extremely cooling. Yes, it w- w- well, it would be. I wish I had that last Saturday too. It was so hot. Yeah, it was so hot. Was it like that full dry heat though? It wasn't. Yeah, it was dry heat, and if you sprayed the ground, like I sprayed the ground a few times, it literally just disappeared within seconds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We saw lots of fun wildlife, which was cool. Like what? We saw a brolga. We saw an emu just running along the side of the road. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. We saw a goat, a, a black goat, and I got very excited about it and filmed it for Stu and Adam. And in the background of the video, it's just me being, goat, goat. I got very excited. <laughs> and two green tree frogs on our step. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was very cool. I like frogs. Me too. Me too. When, not, when they're not in the house, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a frog in my house. I, uh, I had one in the house the other day. Really? Yeah, the other two weekends ago. I was in, on the bloody toilet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, we were trying to get it, and it kept jumping into the toilet. We're like, mm. well, stop tempting us to flush you. <laughs> and then eventually it got out again. Yeah, cool. I think we removed it. But You removed the frog. Yeah, actually, Karen did. So She's so brave. So brave. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> well, let's start with the first question. Yeah. Which is, how do you like to eat your hot chips? So that's become very complex. Ooh. Ooh. I, like, I, like I like it when people are like, oh, well, that's a really difficult question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just after we got married, my husband became a celiac. 
So we had to find... I like it by choice. Not by choice. <laughs> so I know, that's what it sounded like. <laughs> so James, had, James has been on the podcast. Yes, James became a celiac. So we had to find gluten-free celiac safe hot chips that are good. Mm. And that was rough. Yep. Um, but we have found them. Yeah, so there's a place in Janali. It's called Bella Cibo. And they are Bella a pizza, pasta... Fried chicken, chips, the whole variety shop. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> Yeah, it's great. And everything is celiac safe. And the chips are absolutely delicious. They're super crunchy and they have a whole lot of chicken salt. So, Ooh. yeah, crunchy chips with chicken salt is mm. what I will always go for. Uh, but it's even better if James can also share in those chips. Very cool. Any sauce with those Chicken salt chips? Tomato. Tomato mm. sauce. Yes. I, I agree with the sauce choice. Yep. Very Are nice. you a plain salt man? Yes. Have you not He's realized a plain guy. <laughs> <laughs> a plain kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not realized this after listening to 17,000 chip lunch episodes? You like, don't always mention it. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like he does. <laughs> oh, it's more just like a disappointed voice if someone says chicken salt. Yes. like, Whoa. But a very overly excited voice. Someone plain does say salt. plain salt. I yeah. feel like plain salt has been catching up massively we'll towards to the end of this year. I feel like yeah, chicken salt had a healthy lead that has been eaten away at lately. Brayden, so glad to be back on the scoreboard. Do you have a salt preference? Yes, mm. but it's not my episode. I would like to know. Oh, it's chicken salt. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> chicken salt is so much better. Yeah, I think uh, I don't, I Fish don't. and I are carrying the chicken salt flag proudly. Yeah. We have to check with Sandy what the tally is. Yeah. Sandy yeah. has been tallying. Really? Mm, yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, she has tallied. And she brought it to bear on the on her episode. Yes, yes. But um, obviously it's, that was a while ago. So yeah, so we'll have to get Sandy back on to, to update the tally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know... Like I said, you can't mess with the classics. No. Uh, I'm maybe a plain guy, but I'm a classic guy. Classic, <laughs> yeah. classic guy. Right. Main question. Courtney, mm-hmm. how did you become a Christian? Yeah. So I've kind of always been surrounded by Christians. Uh, when I was quite young, I had this really good friend at my old church and she was in her 80s and we became like genuinely good friends and I just asked her lots of questions about God and about the Bible and I think I was four so (laughs) we were like I've always been interested Mm. in God and and things of God Um, and when I was little she encouraged me to just keep searching Uh, I wrote her a book that she took to um So she was a missionary and she took it to the people that she was um, sharing with. And it just said like, God made animals, God made stars. I was little. Um, And so, yeah, I've always loved. (laughs) It's still true. I've always loved um, God and the things of God. Um, But I guess for a long time, it was just my family loves God. And so I guess I do too. Yeah. Um, But as I grew up and went into high school a little bit, I started questioning and wondering whether that was something that I did want to believe in myself. And on a camp uh, at my previous church, I gave my life to Christ for the first time. And I think that the thing that really stuck with me from that camp was 
uh, yeah, so you need to wear your Christianity as a badge of honor and it's something that we don't need to shy away from and we don't need to keep a secret, but we mm. want to share it. So that's when I really felt like I made a decision for myself for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, high school happened and, and questions continue to come up in your head. And I was definitely living for Jesus, but I, I still had things that I wasn't too sure about. And the big kicker was uni mm. and uh, leaving my Christian school, my Christian bubble and going and finding my own feet in a space where not everybody knew Jesus. And mm-hmm. it was very different for me. Uh, and I started really digging into theology and can I believe this is true and uh, questioning and asking questions to people that were different to me and trying to understand their perspectives. But it was through my uni Christian group that I uh, began sharing Jesus with others and began to explore those questions and get answers and feel really confident that Jesus is Lord and that I wanted to live for him. And yeah, my uni Christian group was kind of how I feel like I felt God's presence the most clearly and mm. I could really feel his, um, him talking to me and I could feel him um, allowing me to share his word with others. And yeah, it was pretty awesome. I loved my Christian group. I went on a few mission trips with them. Um, one that I was a part of and then one that I ran uh, and they were really scary, but they were a huge step of faith and they allowed me to really uh, put my faith into practice. And then, yeah, just been on a journey with him ever since. And I now get to share him with kids and I love it. It's great. Well, that was a, quite, a, quite a good overview. Thank you. I was just going to ask you though, why did you, what, what, what made you in high school start questioning certain things was it just more as an example of I suppose grappling with your faith yeah I think it was that I was at a Christian school and being at a Christian school as much as I absolutely loved it every minute of it I just feel like they just kind of expect everybody to believe that God is real and And so I just wanted to make sure that that was something that I wanted to believe for myself. And it wasn't Mm. just something that I believe because the people around me did. And so, yeah, that's kind of when I went on a journey of questioning. And I think when your friends start to fall away or look elsewhere, that also assists you in being like, oh, I need to make sure this is something that I really want to want to go through with. So, yeah, that makes sense. Because you said that you became a Christian on a camp. Yeah. But they also the thing was about like wearing your Christianity is like be very outward with it. Yeah. But do you think you were hiding it prior to then? Um, yeah, the- I do. Mm. Yeah. Not hiding it so much because I was in primary school. So yeah, okay. I wasn't really like trying to hide the fact that I was a Christian by any means. And I was at a Christian school. So again, like there was no reason to hide it. But I just don't think that I was seeking out opportunities with my dance friends and my basketball friends and friends that I had where I could have shared God's word or invited them to kids church or whatever it may be. I just was kind of keeping that to myself a little bit more. Mm. What do you think that was? Like you were only young. I was young and I was scared. And Mm. I think that... Yeah, you mentioned that before you were scared. What were you scared of? Yeah. 
I think that I was just scared of what people thought of me and mm. being like quite a nervous person. I just didn't want to lose friends. And I think that I thought yeah. that if I shared my faith, I might lose people. So I didn't want that to happen. And so I just didn't share it. Mm. I just kept it to myself. Mm. Yeah. Why uh, do you think that you were worried about losing friends? And I reckon I'm asking this question because I watched my daughter, Everly, mm. who is very social mm. and very like, have to be friends with everyone. That she's going to come to a point where she has to make a similar decision mm. that you're talking about. So what? Do you, wh I'm just asking from your perspective. Why did you? Why were you so worried about losing friends? I suppose like everyone would be worried about losing friends. Mm. But what was what was it for you? I think that a big part of my journey in life as well is just like wanting to be liked. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just didn't want my faith to impact that being liked when i was younger yeah. yeah so it was just a big moment of me kind of finding my way in does it really matter if i'm liked mm. and does it really matter if i have every body liking me all the time um if i have jesus and i think that that was kind of in those uni years that i really found that to be the case and so i would say that i was a Christian the whole way through, but yeah. I just, um, and I believed God was real the whole way through. It was just different levels of me trying to find um, where I was at with him and, and how I would live for him in that space, I think. And when you became a Christian, what camp was that? Was that, a, that was a Menai Anglican you went yeah. to? And what was the camp called? Camp One. Camp One? Mm-hmm. Oh, camp cool. One. Yeah. And the preacher was awesome and I feel like I learned a lot that week. And mm. Where was it at? Do you remember where it was? Where? Yeah, yeah, it was at Deer Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, what changed for you then? Oh, that's a question I always like to ask is when people do become it. What changed for you then? Was it not being worried about losing friends or not worrying about being liked as much? Yeah, I think in high school, like I was still a bit worried about losing mm. friends, but it became more important to me that I that I put God first mm. so yeah 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 cool uh, how old were you then? 13 okay that's pretty cool it's cool how many people's stories really come together at camps yeah it's fun how that's like true yeah you have that extended time to like hang out in community and dwell on things I think mm. You don't stop. But lots of people don't stop very often, mm. especially when you're 13. You don't really have that like condensed time of thinking about something deeply. Yeah, yeah like well, I became. That. I mean, I I became a Christian before my first week away, but week away was when I made the real commitment. Mm. Yeah, for example, because you're getting Bible talks and being in community with people yeah. who either want you to grow in your faith or want you to become a Christian. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it makes a lot of yeah. big difference. Yeah, and at Camp One, they also do like quiet times in the mornings yep. mm. and that really helped me to explore what it would be like to live for God when I wasn't at camp and how I could do that in my own time and space as mm. well. And I think the oh, big, the big kind of moment for me of being like, yeah, this is pretty awesome. And, and not only am I doing this journey of Christianity on my own, but I'm doing it in community was the last night of camp. We had extended worship, which I guess is kind of like a band night that we do at youth now, 
but it was just like we did like 10 songs and we just like really sung the words and I really felt I, I feel like I generally feel closest to God through music and so it was pretty it was a pretty awesome night because that was the night that I really committed and then I followed it up with that and so it was just like yep God is real that he's here like this is awesome so mm. no that's really yeah. special and I've, I've, we didn't really uh, touch on it too much but you grew up in a Christian family I did and going to church basically from yeah when you when you knew you were going to church absolutely right? yeah I grew yeah. up in a Christian family mom and dad were always reading the Bible with us at the um, dinner table and they were living our Christian lives and supporting us in doing the same. And they said that from the minute I was born, they prayed that I would be a Christian and that I would live um, a Christian life. And so, yeah, they were just trying to live that out in everything that they did. Mm. So I learned a lot from mum and dad. Mm. Yeah. What's it look like studying the Bible together around the table for you guys? What was that like? Uh, Kay and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> Kay's my sister. Yep. Um, we would have dinner and then mum would get either, like when we were younger, kind of like those picture um, Bibles and mm. read a story from that. And then as we get got older, it was kind of devotional books and all mm. uh, like the church devotionals that we were going through mm. and just doing those together and praying together was a big part of our family yeah, and i was going to ask how formative do you think that is because <clears throat> uh, the reason i asked Brayden and i didn't grow up doing that yeah um <laughs> i i think that i would do that with my kids one day like mm. i think that it was a really useful way of knowing that my family trusted god and and that they knew god and and doing it together was a really beautiful blessing and and i think that it brings you closer together. And mm. so I definitely yeah, I think, think that I would true. do it. Yeah. It also, I think, is a good example of similar to you saying um, your friend that was 80, 80 plus years old was it's like it's okay to start like to think about your faith rather mm. than only just go, this is what it is. Mm. And that's it sounds like some of your story is like, well, I knew all the it's often the story of people who've grown up in a Christian family. I know all the stories, but then I had to take it on yeah, absolutely. for myself. Mm. Yeah. And for me, a lot of the time it was like, oh, my story's so boring. Like I grew up in a Christian family and then I went to a Christian school and I like had all of these. But <laughs> as I've spoken to more people that have come to faith later in life, I've just realized that like what a blessing, like what a blessing that it was to be able to question things and learn things about God and never be judged and never have to go through an experience where um, I wasn't allowed to, you know, share God in my home or in my school. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. I realise now that it was a blessing. It wasn't something to be ashamed of, that my story was boring. It yeah. was, yeah, it was awesome that it's boring yeah. um, because it means But it's not that, boring. That's yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you remember like one big question that you asked when you were younger that you, that you like kind of held on to for a long time and trying to work out? Yeah, I can remember lots of questions that I asked. That's um, I think that it was all of those really complex things that aren't necessarily a salvation issue, but they, they are things that we want to question. Mm. Um, so things like, 
was creation actually seven days and like how do I know that my faith is assured and all of those big questions that people tend to ask when they're younger so what about can you remember one that was like once you got the answers you're like I don't know why I was thinking that question for so long yeah most of them like (laughs) once once I just realized that that the answers to the questions weren't changing my relationship with God. Oh, That's, really? That was the big kicker for me. It was just like, oh, it doesn't matter what the answer to this question is. Like, God loves me anyway. So, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. And I suppose that would make, that would help you a lot in terms of what we were talking about before, about worrying about friends mm-hmm. and worrying what you would look like to other people. Yeah. Or, again, if you keep having a, the question answered doesn't matter because of God. Yeah, absolutely. It'll make a big difference. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So then let's talk like later high school. Yep. How did that transpire for you as you kind of grew in your faith? And then it said you, you said that like some people fell away and weren't mm-hmm. keen on being Christians and things like that. So what does it look like as you're starting to finish high school? Um, I guess similarly to a lot of people when they're finishing up high school I was really worried about doing well um at school exams and stuff yeah Yeah. and I think that I got quite caught up in my own head during that time um but I also think that like as I watched friends kind of not serve Jesus or fall away Mm. It was really heartbreaking at first because I was just like, why? Like, Mm. (laughs) I've explored all of these things. Like, God is so real. Why is this something that you don't want to do anymore? But I wanted to make sure that I was the kind of person that would still love them, even if they weren't around at church anymore. Um, So I've made that, like, quite a key thing. Like, if I've ever got friends that maybe aren't coming anymore I still try and see them outside of church or whatever so that they still have a Christian friend that loves them and is is involved with them and that kind of thing um but yeah as I questioned things all my friends questioned things late in high school and we were all caught up in our marks and and the HSC and all of that stuff but um yeah I I had a really good core group of friends that were Christians and and we, we loved each other well, and I think that was a blessing. What difference do you think it makes, like, because we've had a few people on recently about finishing the HSC, like Macy and mm. um, the Darville twins. What do you think of the difference um, knowing Jesus makes to you getting through that time? Even though you said you think you got a bit caught up in it. So but what's, much. But what, <laughs> well, tell us, why do you say so much first? And then tell oh, us, what, what is pu- the difference Jesus makes for that? Yeah, I puked before my legal studies exam. Yeah. Like I I've, just, I've thrown up before an exam Yeah, I, was, I just got so anxious about exams and mm. uh, I'm really grateful that I never have to sit an exam ever yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that, Um, knowing Jesus takes some of the power of exams away because you can know that no matter what happens in the exam, no matter what happens um, after the exam period, like he's, he knows what's going to happen. He's got a plan and like he is the one that is going to guide you through those next steps. And so if you bomb an exam, like, 
all good. <laughs> Did you bomb an exam? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like you would because of that. Yeah, I worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the exam that I bombed the most was my physics HSC exam. Mm. It was like the last exam and I'd barely left any time to study for it. Mm. And it was so hard. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't even remember doing this in school, like during the year. I don't. So. Yeah, I, I did. It's ironically bomb my studies of religion a little bit <laughs> what um does that mean? so like we did like not just christianity yeah. we also did um islam and judaism and so it was really interesting studying those other religions but there are a lot of things to remember right. um i definitely didn't do terribly but i would have liked to have done better don't, don't we all though? That <laughs> always happens, yeah. yeah. Did you have a plan of what you wanted to, or, or an idea of what you wanted to do when you finished school? Yeah, yeah. You would definitely wanted to be, because you're, you're a teacher. Yeah. You definitely wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Did you? I wanted to be a teacher from the day I started school. <laughs> really? I'm not joking. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I just loved school, loved school. And I loved like playing schools and yeah. Like Katie and I would do that from when we were little yep. and I loved just everything about the community that school brings and <laughs> the opportunities that it is to get to share things with younger people. And I like kids church from when I was 11 and no, maybe a bit older, maybe I was 12. And I just, I always wanted to be a teacher. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I was because yeah. I was saying to um, my wife Karen last night because they got my kids got their reports yesterday, and I was like reading the comments and there's like they say blah 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 miss blah, blah, blah blah they say yeah. I know you would know what it's like to write report comments, mm -hmm. but what was interesting is like I just think it'd be fascinating to actually be there with them but them not know, like spend a day observing my children at school and not be there <laughs> you, you would you would be surprised i think that's what i mean yeah. like it would be really interesting to see what happens um so uh, i don't know why i thought of that oh it's because everly likes to play schools as well mm. but you know you see these comments you're like oh yeah that's i can understand that's the case but it's like what does it look like mm. but if you enjoy there's something isn't there it's interesting because we've gone through school but then to see your kids go to school you're like are they having the same experiences what's their experience like mm. I don't know why I went that way. But, but you said you're leading yeah. kids' church at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from 11? Uh, I think I was a bit older. Year, year seven. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. So yeah. it actually was really cute. So the girls that I led when I left high school were in kindergarten and I led them preschool kindergarten. And then um, when I left high school, yep. they were in year six seven and so then i led them at youth group oh wow cool so i led them in kindergarten and then i led them in youth group that's so i think that's cool. really cute yeah that is cool and i'm still close with some of those girls now oh, which is nice. nice that's really yeah. cool i'm going christmas light looking with one of them and her family on the weekend oh excellent fun. well take some photos yeah <laughs> we do it every year so it's like it's yeah. super cute that we've kept that relationship going and yeah it's really nice yeah uh so what's church leading sorry brayden no, i realize that you haven't had much to say in this episode. <laughs> Feel free to talk, Bray. <laughs> I will. When I have something to say. <laughs> well, you, often you do ask this question, what does church look like for our guest? Yeah. <laughs> At a certain time. I'll have to come ask. up with a new question then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, obviously you were involved in church from a very, very young age. And then, so what's it like leading for you? 
Mm-hmm. Why is it important for you? Because it sounds like you were doing it for a very long time. Yeah. Can you speak to, I think it's an important thing to think about because I didn't start leading until I was like two years out of high school. Why do you think it's important to be leading and serving at church? Why do I think it's important? Mm. Um, I think that it's just such a big part of community Mm. leading. I think that it's community with the kids that you're leading, community with other like fellow believers that also love Jesus and and, like want to serve. And it's the friendships that you make through that um, that I think are really precious and... um, Yeah, and and all through the times where I've led, like some of the people that I've led with have become my best mates. And um, yeah, I just think that serving God together is is such a blessing. Mm. Um, So yeah, that's why I think leading is so important, but also just like passing on um, things of God to the next generation is also really awesome and getting to then be friends with them after that. And I just love... Uh, that about Solis is the way that I feel like they they follow through they like Solis doesn't just kind of leave them at the end of year 10 and and let them go we we have follow through and we have the ability to be able to continue being friends with them after that yeah so the girls that I'm leading at the moment are going into year 10 now um next year and I love them so much um and I've just loved leading them they are just joy and I can't wait to be friends with them going forward. And mm. I look forward so much to hearing them on Chip Lunch podcasts and seeing <laughs> them lead. And I just think that this group of girls is just going to be such a blessing to our church. So yeah. It's something that uh, I've been thinking about a fair bit lately is just the the difference it makes, I think, to your your growth as a Christian when you do choose to serve mm-hmm. in whatever capacity it could be youth leading or whatever at church. It's just like this, um, I don't know, maybe Braden, you can help me articulate it better or, or Courtney, sorry, but it's, you're not getting paid or well, I am in some respects <laughs> with Braden and I in some respects, but you're not getting paid, but you're like, we're doing this together, but it's because of Jesus. Mm. And it's an extremely special experience no it's not an experience it's like to be knowing that like jesus is the ultimate servant and he's using his example to just be serving other people in whatever capacity it is has a real uh i can't i can't think of the right word i don't know if you can help me with that but i don't know i think it's just where you make that transition from um like I want to think well, like of a better be, word, maybe like consuming. Being like, served. Yeah, you make from that. From being served to, to serving. serving. Yeah. Like, and yeah, you're going from um, being someone who's maybe consuming that community, that aspects of yeah. that community to creating. Like, I think there's nothing that really replaces um, spending time doing something, doing something together mm. and being involved in something happening. I feel like nothing gives you like ownership or membership of something like making it actually happen mm. um, and the fact that yeah that it is mostly volunteer and yeah um, there's lots of people who are just doing it out of love for people that they might not necessarily hang out with or know other than the fact that 
they love Jesus is pretty. Yeah, I think there's there's not many things that witness quite like it. Yeah. 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 Which again, there's nothing quite like Jesus. No, yeah. No. Because Connie, a couple of times so far, you've mentioned community. It was either at school or at church. Why do you think about and love being part of that so much? I just think that you can't you can't be Christian alone. Like yeah. I mean, you you can, yeah. but it's so hard to be a Christian by yourself and having Christian role models and then people that look up to you mm. uh, within the church just keeps you so accountable. But it also allows you to just share life with and and faith and and your story with people that also love jesus and Mm. and i love that about community and i feel like i grow more when i'm in community as well because i I learn a lot from others but i also can ask questions and i can uh yeah just be curious about things with others and i think that that's why i think it's so important Mm. yeah god blesses us with each other it's so awesome and it's funny how like yeah you'll be struggling with something or wrestling or just trying to figure something out and someone else can just walk into it and go, oh, what about this? And you're like, oh, it's just that other, <laughs> even if it's not a wildly different perspective, you're like, oh, well, maybe like that. And yeah, it's really cool how you can, I think it's also easier sometimes to see God working in other people's lives than your, than your own mm-hmm. until, Good. yeah. That almost reminds you that he's working in your life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, tell me what you guys think about this. Do you think it's like a very tiny glimpse of what we were actually made to be. Like we're actually meant to be in a whole relationship with God mm. and each other. So we get a, like I always think like week away is very small. Like I said, very, 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 very tiny glimpse of, you know, we're meant to be in relationship with each other. We're meant to be in relationship with God and to be a spending time with people that have been transformed by the gospel. Mm. That you get that a little bit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mean? I think, yeah, you're spending time with other people that God's given the Holy Spirit to mm. and is working in their lives. So mm. I think you will see glimpses of things. Obviously, like, it's not going to be it's a like shadow a of cumulative effect thing. what is going to be eventually. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's a pretty cool um, witness and reminder when you do see God working in through them or in something. Or, mm. Yeah. Mm. I suppose that's what you're talking mm. about, Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. So you decided you're going to be a teacher from the very beginning. Yes. <laughs> from the very beginning. Of Day one of kindy. <laughs> yeah. I came home, I was I'm like, I'm set. <laughs> I just loved it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. I And I still love it. So. so so you actually like helping other people learn something? Not even just learning. I just like helping other people. Okay. <laughs> I think just in general, if I've got any opportunity to to help someone, I want to do it. So... I feel like teaching allows you to do that and mm. do it in a really active way over a period of time. And you and can see them yeah, change. Yeah, I just, I've taught a lot of kids that needed a lot of love and I feel like I've been able to be that for them and, and I think that that is the awesome thing about being a teacher who's a Christian. Mm. Uh, I mean, I teach in a Christian school now, but I haven't always. And when I was working in the public system. I just loved being a teacher who was a Christian in the public system with kids who didn't get any love at home or didn't get any love 
um, from their community and getting to be that for them. So yeah, that's what I love about teaching the most. I'm, I love teaching and I love helping kids learn, but I mostly just love the fact that you get to be there for them mm. for a whole year. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, like as, yeah, as we near the end of school. It's like as teachers, you're like, I've got invested in these children for an entire year and now they're leaving. Is that hard when they yeah. depart? It can be. Uh, I think that sometimes you kind of think, okay, I think these kids are going to be better off learning from someone new now. Oh, and yeah. so you really can can think about it that way. It's like, okay, well, I've given them all I can give them mm. and they need to learn from someone new now. But sometimes you just have that class that you just adore and you would like to do another year with <laughs> and that's really hard <laughs> yeah so like i loved my class this Especially year like on well, the next year oh. what, what <laughs> year do you, what have you always taught the same year what no year? no no yeah. primary school trained. primary yeah, primary yeah. trained yeah so i've taught i taught a three four and then oh like a composite yep yep, yep. and then two years of two three mm-hmm. which was really interesting and yeah. a bit tricky yeah. and then last this past year i taught year six wow yeah that's kind of like a big i feel like yeah you're you're very it'd be a very different experience teaching someone in year, year two than year six yeah definitely. it was yeah. Like, yeah yeah it was really different but it's also really fun yeah. and it's cool seeing them at different stages of development and yeah. seeing where they're at in their lives and and what they're learning at that certain point yeah. Compared to what they're learning when they're going into high school. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of a different thing to say, like, oh yeah, I'll see you later when you're in year two, to see you later when you're in year six. Yeah, like that's yeah. a much bigger kind of drop off, isn't it? Yeah, 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 that's cool. for sure. So, what uni did you study at? I went to the University of Notre Dame. Oh, Notre oh, Dame. Notre Dame. There's <laughs> 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 a like a private uni kind of thing. Oh, I suppose it all unis are private, aren't they? Um, it's just really well known for having a great teaching program. Okay. Mm. So that's why I went there. Now that's in the city. Mm-hmm. Where in the city is it? It's a, across the road from UTS. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's a really great university. And the thing that I love the most about it is you don't get in based on ATAR, which is really interesting. What do you get in based on? Interview. So oh. you go in for an interview and I feel you like your mum would have prepared you very well for <laughs> <an> interview. <laughs> my mum prepares me very well for all my interviews. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, my dad's really good at it too, okay, actually. Yeah. But I also really like interviewing because I just feel like it gives you a good sense of the school, like now that I'm interviewing for teaching jobs. Yep. But it also, in this case, gave me a good sense of the uni from how they treated me in the interview and what we talked about and that kind of thing. So okay. they try to get to know the person and they put the person into the uni, not the number, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. That's really cool. And are there lots of gargoyles? What does that mean? Because... <laughs> Because the Notre Dame Cathedral in France has like gargoyles and stuff on it. Just, just, no, it's, just my teachers. It's a pretty normal uni. Yeah. Is it's, there many people there though? No, it's small. Yeah, okay. It's pretty small. And so your classes feel kind of a bit like school. 
So some that of them, would be a different experience. Yes, mm. I made some really good friends at uni because I saw them every day. Yeah, mm. that's cool. yeah. I'm just thinking like those gigantic lecture halls. Oh, that yeah, you see. welcome to the machine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like. yeah, it's not like that at all at Notre Dame. Like they were, I think, a hundred and twenty or thirty in my cohort. Yeah, that's right. like a high school year. Sure. Yeah. That's not like it's gargantuan. Yeah. Like, is it the same at Bible College? In? Do you have yeah, yeah, big lecture way, halls and stuff like that? No, no, there's way less people. Yeah, okay. You start bigger. Mm. A lot of people do the one year compressed and get a diploma. So you, your year does start bigger than it ends up being right. smaller over time. Because you can kind of check out at the end of each year with a different kind of mm. um, qualification depending on what you want. But yeah, it ends up being quite small not quite small but i guess it depends on where you went to bible college because mm. both your courses are like i think are probably different to mine because i just have a lecture and then a tune lecture and then a tune but is that how it is at bible college as well no you don't do tutes oh you don't do tutes you just no. have lectures yeah oh but they're small yeah so they're kind of like tutorials anyway yeah right okay mm. And we did, for we did too, yeah. so we did lectures and tutes for every subject yeah um but the chutes were really long and with yeah, I remember like 20 people. So yeah, I remember Karen having, I'm like, what are you doing? What? Because we were going to uni at the same time. I'm like, what do you mean you tutorial for three hours? What's that about? <laughs> you do some weird stuff in chutes for like teaching. What? Yeah. Like charades <laughs> and like <laughs> reading picture books oh. and like just having a whole lot of fun playing musical instruments yeah. and doing PE classes. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty varied, isn't it? So varied. And that's what I loved about it. I think I would have gotten really bored if I was doing the same thing the whole oh, time. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I got bored with the most is like, here's the textbook. Now we're going to look <laughs> at the textbook and then make notes. And like, it's not interesting at all guys. Some subjects were like that, but not many. Yeah. Well, most of mine were like that. And <laughs> not many were, <laughs> were, not many were interesting. Yeah, so there's a couple that, are, and the ones that were interesting, I got good marks in because they're like, oh, this teacher actually cares about it. Mm. Where it's like, I remember this. We used to have this because I did a business and commerce degree. We used to have uh, marketing, but it was a South African guy. He's like sport marketing. <laughs> you always say it like that, and he's like, I love it. And then he was like, um, the textbook he had it for two different years, and the he had. The same textbook author, but it was a different book. It was like Kotler was his name. <laughs> Welcome to sport marketing. Open your Kotler books. <laughs> My lecturers, I feel like, were all really specific personalities because they're all teachers, right? Yeah. yeah. So there are some that are like really exuberant and like bright. I had this one who was, oh, she was just. Th- sunshine walking i swear <laughs> like she would just walk in and be like good morning everyone oh, and we would yeah, be like yeah. hello <laughs> <laughs> um and then i had some that were kind of the more very straightforward very clear-cut kind of teacher and yeah it was fun did you like digging into like the pedagogical stuff and like how people learn and Oh. Trying to understand it, or how children learn, I should say. My favourite subject in the whole of my uni degree was child development. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved learning about how kids learn and mm. learning about how they develop yeah. and what they should be doing at certain points in time. And yeah, it was great. Yeah, how they learn through play and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And then it develops and then they need more structure and 
Yeah. What's the guy's name? Vygotsky. Vygotsky, and there's another one, isn't there? Yeah, there's a bunch. Another pedagogy guy that I'm trying to think of right now. Why can't I think of him either? <laughs> I don't know. Vygotsky, <laughs> Piaget. Piaget, that's yeah. what I was thinking oh, of. Yes, yeah. I but almost got there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> Are you trying to sound like Piaget then? <laughs> it's on the tip of my tongue I thought it sounded like you actually <laughs> Kotler Kot- Kotler Spotmacht <laughs> Diplomatic immunity <laughs> Took away lethal weapon too Is that, that what that's yeah. from? Okay. Yeah. The South Africans Diplomatic the immunity <laughs> the bad guys Really? Anyway, yes, yes. Oh. So you graduated uni? Yes I did now, for people that don't know, and by the way, there are so many teachers at Soul Revival Church, but it's hard to get a full-time job mm-hmm. or a permanent job, as they say. Yes. How did you go getting a permanent job? Were you able to get one quickly or not? Yes. Ah, <laughs> that's good, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very lucky. So I got targeted, which basically means, yes. Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> so I got... Um, you go for an interview with the department and then they can basically recommend you for being targeted and you like list a whole bunch of schools you'd be willing to work at. Right. And then if a permanent job comes up at one of those schools and you were recommended, then they just give it to you. So that's what happened for me. Wow. Where where did you go? Where did I go? Yeah. What school? Yes, sorry. A school. A school. You're not going to name the a school? A school okay. in the St. George area. Okay, there you go. Cool. There you yes. Go. So I was there for three years. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what year was that? Were you teaching? When did I start? No. Oh, yes. You can tell me that. But what, um, I meant what grade were you oh, teaching? Oh, I started on the 3-4. Oh, okay. Cool. So I started on the 3-4 in 2020 while they were online. Oh, oh rip. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I literally started with oh, my man. first class over a computer screen. So that's, that's like an eight-year-olds in front of a computer screen. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, it was that's wild. So hard. That is wild. It was wild, but it was it was awesome, and I loved then getting to know them. So yeah. I had okay. them for like five weeks online, and wow. then I got them in person for the that's first so time. Crazy. Yeah. Was it like crazy. a blind date or something? <laughs> like, kind of. You're like, wow, I didn't know you. Actually, you looked completely <laughs> oh, different Jeffrey. on your profile. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey, your hair is a different color to what I imagine. Yeah. Wow, that's so wild. You have brown eyes. Well, the kids. Oh yeah, how was that? The like, kids that dropped off during COVID, like, and just didn't do any school, which yeah. some kids didn't do any work yeah, during hard, COVID. You didn't meet them until they came back. Yeah, yeah right. that's wild. So I'm like, oh, hello, child. I've never met that <laughs> I've seen the name of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was crazy, um, but yeah, it was actually quite quite funny so I started at that school so I was at a different school prior to that doing some temp contracts yeah yeah and I started at that school in term two and so (laughs) I had two really good well now they're my really good friends but basically (laughs) they were my enemies well (laughs) not my enemies but I was theirs so one of my best friends now um, she was teaching that class in term one okay and then because I got targeted they were just like See ya. Oh. And they put me on the class and ke- booted her out. Wow. And so she hated me <laughs> for the first like day. And she was like, oh, How what a day. She's so nice. It's so annoying. <laughs> like she got mad that I was nice. Yeah. So in the, now we're like best friends. So it's great. <laughs> like it's, it's all worked out for the best. That's but, good. Yeah. But, uh, she did not like me at first. 
It must have been hard doing a composite class first up too, right? Yes. <laughs> composite classes are really hard. Yeah. Two threes be. are the worst. The worst. Well, like out of it's like f- factual that they're the worst because they're cross infants primary. Yeah, that's yeah. a big jump. And it's a, a big stage. jump. It's a different stage. Yeah. So cross stage is hard. Yeah, and I did that for two hard. years. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a young year two person and a like like young as in like developmentally young year two and a developmentally old year three, that's a massive jump. Yeah, it? it would be. Wow. And also as I've witnessed being a teacher when you're first starting, you gotta develop all your programs and do a lot of work outside of school to make it if you care about it, which I'm sure you did. Yes. So you do have to do all that work. Then you've got to do a cross stage as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, the three, four was okay because they're the same stage. Yeah. But yeah. then the two years the of two, two threes three. were really hard. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I learned so much though. And people, yeah, was, yeah. people were so supportive and like the stage one and the stage two teams were awesome with oh, me. That's, and that's good. Yeah. They would share programs and I would kind of combine the two programs together and I learned heaps. Mm. And I think so it was really good that I kind of ended up in that situation because like your career development kind yeah. of, of getting better at doing it. I learned a lot really quickly. Hmm. Yeah. Something that you mentioned before, uh, was that you went on mission trips. I did. So what, where does that fit in in this timeline? I was at uni. Okay. Yes. So while you were at uni, so sorry to rewind a little bit. No, that's all right. What was, so what was that like? How did you get involved and where did you go? Yeah, okay. Um, I love talking about my mission trips because <laughs> I don't talk about them very often. <laughs> but Yeah, I didn't know that you went on them. Yeah, so I went on a mission trip. It sounds funny because there are places quite nearby. So my first one was to the Northern Beaches. And then my second one that I ran was on, on the Central Coast. Okay. Yeah. So basically it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done <laughs> because it was walk-up evangelism. Yeah. So basically you literally walk up to people on the beach and you're like, hey. How's it going? I'm from Power to Change. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> and it's like really scary. Um, or we would like go over to them in the park and like ask them. So we had like some tools that we would use on our mission trips and um they were like kind of like games and so you guys would probably love them actually they're super cool there's like these cards that that yeah it does play like a game but it it gets you to know the person and it kind of seems like a survey tool or something and then they um it kind of usually ends in a a really complex awesome conversation about god so yeah it was honestly the most terrifying thing i've ever done but it was also the most rewarding thing I've ever done because mm. we saw a few people come to Jesus and we got to connect them into churches and it was really cool. Like yeah. I'm not one, I'm much more for relational evangelism personally. <laughs> um, I feel really passionate about friendship and then kind of building on that and mm. eventually inviting them to church and, mm. and using it that way. Um, but to step out in faith, it was a good way of doing it yeah. <laughs> because it just forced you to, you had to. Yeah. How did you get involved in it? Yeah. So Power to Change was um, the Christian group at my uni. So I had a really good friend who suggested that I get involved. Um, We were a secret undercover Christian group, though, because they would only let the Catholic group run in the uni. So we met in a church across the road. Oh, to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. (laughs) Yeah. So we met in a church across (laughs) the road. um, And then, yeah, we, we were secret. 
but um, a bunch of people joined us and it was pretty cool and yeah, we saw a lot of people become Christians through Power to Change. It's a oh. really awesome organization. Oh, fantastic. And then um, the one that I ran in, yeah, in my final year of uni. So it was the summer after I finished uni. Mm. Um, it was the same thing again, but beaches on the central coast instead of the northern beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and shopping centers and stuff as well. Um, food courts and whatever else. I remember one day when we were there um in the shopping center my friend and I were just done (laughs) and we were both like the more experienced kind of people on the trip and we got paired together that day we were really excited about it and then we were both like we don't want to do this today and she was like yeah I really don't want to do this today and so we just sat down in the shopping center and we and we were like god we know that this is really selfish but if you want us to talk to someone can you just like (laughs) let them sit down next to us And we were like, so not like we thought nothing would come of it. Like we were just like, yeah, God's not going to reward us for just sitting down. But we talked to like 10 people that day and like a few of them we had gospel conversations with. And so I guess that God used our laziness that day. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, it was it was a really good way. Oh, we went pubs as well. That was that was really fun, but also quite daunting is like going and sitting down with a bunch of junk people and being like hey (laughs) do you know jesus (laughs) but they're the most warm fun people to kind of talk to in that space i guess because they're kind of ready to talk to people that they haven't met before in a pub um or in a bar or whatever Hmm. yeah it was interesting is there any like you just obviously told us two stories, but is there like a really high point of doing, is, is it called a beach mission? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Beach mission, okay. What well, is there a real high point of either of those two trips that you... Um, I wouldn't say there was like a particular, like one moment that I can really recall. Um, I think that the high point for me of my first mission was half of the people were from Sydney and half were from Perth. Mm. And I made some really, really, really good friends from Perth. And one of them came um, back on my 21st birthday and she visited me. And it was so awesome just knowing that there were these cool group of Christians from another state that also wanted to step out in faith for the gospel. And that mission trip was pretty small. There were only like... I want to say there were like 20 of us, maybe even less. And we became so close and serving together. It was the community. Yeah. And that was the thing that I really felt on that trip. And Mm. it was, it was amazing. Mm. Yeah. And when you say you had to run one, what does that mean? Like you have to organize where everyone's staying and all that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. But it was great. I just saw a recently saw a Seinfeld clip of um, George when he's like, (laughs) he's like, I've been practicing looking busy. <laughs> and they're like, well, how are you doing that? He's like, I just look annoyed all the time. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? No, because I so wanted to get annoyed. to know them. But I was genuinely quite busy trying yeah. to get stuff organized. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, cool. It's funny. I actually work with one of the girls now that oh, I went oh, on that yeah. trip with. So oh, that's yeah, cool. It was cool. Very nice. Cool how it comes around. Um, we have had... James on the podcast before. You have? 
I can't remember if we had James on before we, you were married or after. after. I think it was just after. after. Just I think after. it was after. Yeah, because I think, yeah. Um, how did you meet James? <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> um, Excellent. And I think on his podcast, I've listened to it once or twice. Only once or twice. Um, <laughs> I thought you were like, I've listened to it seven times. <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah, <every> no. Week. <laughs> um, and he says, he tells the story. And I think you were like, oh, well, we're going to have to get Courtney on to tell her side of the story. Well, that was, I think you and Ethan, Brandon and Ethan did that one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were upstairs at church. It was, it was, was raining. It was raining so hard it was, that oh. we weren't, we decided to film it in the yeah. upstairs room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on the seventh listen, oh, you realised that we... On the, the second listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I met James at church. Yep. So he, I think he told this story, but basically one of his mates was dating one of the girls from Solis. I'd been coming to Solis for a month at the time. Who was this? Can we name them? I mean, I'm. Yeah. She's married now, so yeah. okay, and not to that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you can find out later on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Sorry. So those people, um, and so he was coming to meet her, and I was just at church hanging out with her, and so I met his roommate at the time, who was dating my friend. Yes. And that's how I met him. Yeah. So. We were just chatting and I thought he was cute. <laughs> and so I was kind of flirting a little bit, maybe. Um, <laughs> the way that girls tell a story and then guys tell a story, it's so funny. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. And I was holding a baby. I remember this. <laughs> which and baby? I, I oh, yeah, actually don't baby, remember. Yeah. It was like four years ago. So I think it was Huxley. Yeah, I was yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could I be. think it was Huxley. And I was like, hey, come over. Like, look at the baby. And he was like, no. <laughs> It's a ranger. I'm hanging out with my friends. <laughs> no. Anyway, so after I left, I was like, okay, I went in this part. He actually, I don't even know if he knows. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. The scoop. Straight off so the, hot off the breast. I go into church with my friend who his roommate was dating. Yes. And I went over to her and I was like, he's really cute. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I really, I really want to, <laughs> really want to get to know him. And she okay. was like, do it, do it, do, <laughs> do it. it. So I was like, okay, well, how am I going to ever see this guy again? Like he was only coming to visit. Like mm. he wasn't a member of Solis. Like yeah. how would I hang out with him again? So, <laughs> so as he left the church, they like all left and I like made sure they'd left and I added them all on Facebook. So his <laughs> mate and his other mate who was there and him and made sure I added him last because yeah. I didn't want him to know that I smart, liked him. Smart. So I added his two mates and he was still with them when I added all three of them. And so he saw my name pop up on his friend's phone, then on his other friend's phone and then on his <laughs> phone. <laughs> and, he, and then the next day, I sent him like a thumbs up. This is very, I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> I love the strategy. It's great. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to, 
I'm just going to go with the story that that was an accident. It was not an accident. <laughs> and I told him for the whole time we were dating, it was an accident. Once we got engaged, I told him I did it on purpose. Yeah, you're stuck with me now. So, <laughs> I'm I, lie. I, <laughs> I sent him the thumbs up emoji and just left it and was like, if he's not keen, like he's not going to message me back. The thumbs up is just like harmless. Yeah, Let's see what happens. Go into the ether. And then we texted the whole of the next day and then... The rest is history. Wow. Yeah. Well done on making it Thumbs happen. up, Court. Thumbs, thumbs up to Courts Courtney. Court took a move. <laughs> she, she made a move. I'd never had a boyfriend before either. Right. And so I was just like, this guy is cool. And I just like want to get to know him. So, yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. There's many other stories that go along with it. But well, sometimes it's it, like, even if you think... Like Karen and me getting together, it was like we were friends for like three mm. years before. I like it that you were just like, there he is. <laughs> and I'm going to contact him straight away. I, I appreciate I just, that. I just, you know, didn't want to miss that. Got to shoot your shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to shoot your shot. <laughs> I think on his, on his podcast, he also told the story of how we got engaged. And I would like to um, factual correct to, to correct it because it was Love this. it was not particularly correct. Because Mel oh. said the same thing about Zach. He made himself <laughs> sound better than he was. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so, good. No, I, I I love you, darling. Okay. I love here you. We go. You looked at the camera <laughs> too. That was so good. <laughs> So, I'm clipping that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, darling. But you're wrong. <laughs> Basically, I we had been so I I told him I do not want to get engaged until we have been engaged. Sorry, dating for a year, right? Okay. That was my cap. I was like, I do not want to be engaged before a year. Yeah. And so, good old James was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna propose just before a year. So that she doesn't see it coming. Well, yeah. So he pro- so smart. He proposed oh, at like smart. eleven and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said on the podcast that he proposed at a year, which is a lie. Um, <laughs> it was eleven and a half months. This and relationship is built a bit of lies because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I didn't mean a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Couple, couple more I just was embarrassed, you know. <laughs> at the start. At the, yeah, at the end. No, and oh. then we basically went, hung out with his family all day and then went down to the beach. And I was kind of like not expecting it at all because it wasn't a gear yet. I mm. wasn't like even thinking that it was possible. And then I realized I'm like, we're going to um Stanwell Park Beach that's where he said I love you for the first time like this could be a thing (gasps) yes so he kind of came over to me and was like opened my door and like let me out of the car and I saw him put something in his pocket and I was like sus so I patted him down like I like (laughs) I like tried to be like is there a ring in there (laughs) and after after I said and I said you're not proposing, are you? And he he was like, no. No. (laughs) And so I was like, I just, I believed him, Joel. Like Uh, I believed him. And so I went into the rest of this night, just not even thinking anything of it. I was like, no, he's not proposing all good. He said, no. What a lovely evening. (laughs) So we like lay out on the beach on this picnic blanket. And I was like, "Mm, this is kind of sus. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs) 
sorry, I teach 12 year olds. Um, and he just like, like gave me compliment after compliment for the whole night. And I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop complimenting me. <laughs> what are you doing? You never, and, oh, cause you never do this. Yeah. This frequently. Like he'll compliment me, but not in a row, like multiple times. <laughs> It's like <laughs> five things to do before you get engaged. Like compliment lots of he, lots. He basically gave me the speech, but without like getting on his knee, you know? And then he finally was like, okay. Um, I, I was like, it's time to go. It's getting late. And he was like, yeah, yeah, time to go. <laughs> and he asked me to hop up. And so I got up off this picnic blanket and he was like, hey, will you help me pack it up? I'm like, no, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'll, I'll help you if you want. He's like, no, no, you, you need to pack up the picnic blanket. And I was like, what? You help me. And he was like, no. Anyway, so we had this like back and forth bickering moment. So you gotta, yeah, you got to fight about it. Eventually, like, we, we weren't fighting. It was just like yeah. a little bickering. Yeah. And then he flipped the picnic blanket over for me because he was like, okay, fine. And he flipped it over. What? And he, <laughs> You're ruining the plan. <laughs> this is the best part. <laughs> In masking tape, he oh. had written, will you marry me on yeah. the other side of the picnic blanket. <laughs> So good. On the, yeah. Like the bottom part of it. Yes. Oh, okay. And he he's like, oh, yeah, I just like, you know, wrote it on the picnic blanket. And it was beautiful. He never tells people it was in masking tape. <laughs> but I think it was like pretty cute. And I'm like, like, why didn't you get it like embroidered or something? <laughs> <laughs> do you still have the picnic blanket? We do. With masking tape? We do. Yeah. <laughs> when you flipped it over, was it the right way up? As well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. good. But I then was like not expecting it at all, right? Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I say? And, and so then I was like, you're early. <laughs> and he goes, what? <laughs> and I'm like, you're you're early. And he goes, yeah. So, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was just shocked. Um, and so now on the inside of his wedding ring, he's got your early like oh, written cool. in there. Uh, <laughs> so what a lovely story. That was, yeah. that's, that's fun. That's the yeah. story. And then, then you got married the day before. No, the day of. The day of locking down. Of locking down. <laughs> Lock, the lockdown wedding. Yes. yes, the lockdown wedding. It was pretty fun though. Yes. I liked it. Did you? I, I mean, I didn't get to dance with my dad, which was sad. But other than that, that it was a pretty awesome day. We had a great oh, time. Of course, dancing wasn't allowed. No. You, right? Only the bridal foot party. Footloose rules. No <laughs> dancing. <laughs> no dancing. I just remember, like, because it got locked down partway through the... It was, like, right after the ceremony. I, yeah. Well, this is my recollection of it. It's part, after the ceremony, it was kind of like, oh, we're going to be locked down tomorrow. Mm. Like that was kind of the call that had been made. And so it was like, oh, well, this reception is going to be the last time we're all going to get to hang out for a long time. So made for a good party. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh, yeah. make the is most of it. Like? Everyone had a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 It, it was a shame people couldn't dance because I feel like it would have just gone off. And you had a band that was really cool. They were I epic. Was I was bummed. I was right next to the band. I was like, you guys are killing it, but no one can dance. Oh, and so I kind of felt, yeah, I felt bad nice. for them. But, the but they band put on was, a show. They were so good. Yeah, and they, they played all of like the best hits. Yeah. Jam Nation shout out. Yeah, they were great great. band. Oh, that's what they're called. Sorry. Jam Nation. I thought you were saying a song Jam Nation. I'm like, I don't no. know that classic. 
They're great. They're yeah, wow. so good. We had a great time. And I mean, we couldn't go on our honeymoon or anything, but mm. it was it was still a beautiful day and we got married and that's what matters. So, mm. Where were you planning to go for your honeymoon before you couldn't? Um, <clears throat> nowhere crazy. So we ended up being able to go on half of it. Um, we were staying in this like little like um, like isolated cabin in the Blue Mountains. Yeah. So we uh, and our house was being renovated while <laughs> while we were on our honeymoon, and it had already started. And so we didn't have anywhere to go after <laughs> our wedding. Like we had to go on a honeymoon. Yeah. Right. Because we didn't have a bed or a house to go back to. <laughs> so we ended up going to the little isolated cabin in the Blue Mountains and just being like, it's a change of residence because it was, because we didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and they didn't mind because of that. Um, so we stayed there for seven days, isolated. We didn't see anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we came back and we actually did the second half of our honeymoon at his parents' house. <laughs> Wow. Party, party. Yeah. Party. Very salubrious location. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. And a, a little, like we did a weekend in the middle at my parents' house and then we could move into our apartment after that, which was great. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's a great apartment. We're very happy. Yeah. You used to live there in the yeah. building. Same building. Mm. Yeah, they're very large units. I yeah. Like, I, used, I miss living there. They're just um, the bottom, we're on the bottom floor and it's a bit dark. Mm. It's the only struggle. Yeah. Good luck. Good. Your light shines. <laughs> <laughs> um, James actually made this like really awesome um, palette wall in our living room. So it's like all palettes, and he's masking like tape. drilled the <laughs> no masking tape, drilled them all together, and yeah. like strung fairy lights through the whole back of it. So nice. that brings a good amount of light, which is nice. That'd be very nice. Yes. Yes. It's very Solis. Our, yeah, because our we have plants palettes. on it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's a good segue because I'm wondering when you decided to come to Sora Bubble. Was it, mm. did, you, did you come to Sora Bubble with your friend? So that's when you met James? No. Okay. So you were coming to Sora Bubble before then? Yeah, for like a month. Okay. Oh, yeah. Only a month. Yeah. Not very long. <sighs> so. You, um, Anderson girls like to meet men. At <laughs> <laughs> Katie met <laughs> Ethan before Sora Bubble. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They yeah. met at a camp. But there's always a bit of relationship yeah. involvement in bringing people to you guys to Sora Bible Church anyway. Yeah. So, no, I was going to Solis before I met James. Yeah. But um, I moved from Menai to Solis just after my parents did. So Katie moved about a year before mum and dad did. And then mum and dad moved. And then maybe like three months later, I was coming with mum and dad a little bit because yep. I was just like, Katie seems to love this church and like I want to know what's going on. <laughs> And so I came a few times and I was still living at home and mum and dad were like, it's really fun court. You'll like it. And I did. Mm. <laughs> and then I moved and I love it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think we didn't wrap up. So what about, because let's talk about youth leading because you, yep. you were leading youth at Menai. Yeah. So I led kids and then I ran the creche and led youth at the same time at Menai. Mm -hmm. And then now I lead youth yep. and I sing. Yes, you do sing. So lots of serving going on. I was just going to ask about youth leading. And you yeah. talked about how much you love doing it at Sora Bible. Yeah. But did you have great leaders when you were at youth? So is that why you wanted to do youth leading? I did. Mm. I had wonderful leaders when I was at youth. I work with a few of them now <laughs> and they're really lovely and wonderful. Um, 
I think that the main reason why I wanted to lead youth is because I feel like it's at this point in their lives where a lot of things change for them and they're going through quite a lot of friendship issues and moments of not really knowing who they are as people and I wanted to be a constant in that mm. space. Yeah, that's a, the, one of the... We've talked about a number of times, like spending a lot of time with each other. It's one of the beauties of youth leading is you're doing it consistently. And if they come, if they do come every week, it's every week. Mm. It's a, it is a source of stability for young crew to come along and then also to have the stability built into that of what God provides, like that foundation as well. I think it's really cool yep. to be able to do that. Tell us about singing though too, because you mentioned singing. What You said that you really enjoy music. Yeah, I love music. Music yeah. that is you know, Christian music. Mm-hmm. Tell us... Why? Like, why, why do you like Because, by the way, you've got a, I think you've got a great voice. Oh, so. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> tell, um, tell us why you like it. Well, I started singing lessons at six. So I've been singing for a long time. And so did you want to be a singer before you wanted to be a teacher? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly sang at church. That's the yeah. reason why I got singing lessons at all. I just, mum and dad put me in them because I liked it. And, and wanted to do it. Wanted to do it, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I just love being able to allow everyone else to sing. And that's my big thing. Like, I don't really want to be up there for me. I don't want to be up there because I think that I want to sing in front of people or whatever. I want to allow allow everybody else to be able to praise God Mm. in a way that is really, um, like, I want to be servant hearted in that, in that way. Um, but I also uh, feel really connected to God when I sing. So I find it to be a really awesome opportunity for me as well. Can you tell me more about why you feel really connected to God when you sing? Yeah. Because I would suggest that I don't feel that way. That's why mm. I'm asking. Yeah, I think that it's the lyrics in the songs mm. is what allows me to feel that way the most. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, just like hearing all of these truths about the Bible shared in a different format. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I think you're also responding. Okay. So you're yep. there's a lot of the Christian life that's um that's intake and hearing and listening. We talked about consuming things. before, right? No, well not consu- yeah. well consuming in in a positive manner. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think yeah, consuming sometimes can have a negative connotation mm. whereas um that kind of consuming, is, yeah, it's a massive part of the Christian life. But I think there's there's a few things you do as a Christian that's responding, prayer, mm. um, like stepping out in faith, but also like singing and praising is a response to um, God, which is why I think a lot of people really are, like really enjoy it and really, even if they aren't musical, they find it a really great experience because mm. you're you're doing something you're responding to the mm. things that you've either heard or read or um or the lyrics or um, maybe just whatever's been going on in your life you're responding to god through that and i think that's why prayer is a massive thing and that's why i think i'm um, singing and music can be a massive thing for well, christian life with at church when you sing it's a shared response yeah exactly too, isn't it yeah mm. which again is the the community thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really liked when you said, Corny, that you, when you're singing out the front, it's you're trying to help lead the congregation to sing. But 
as our arts pastor is here, I may as well ask the question. I think that's a really healthy approach to take to it. Do you want to just speak to that a little bit more? Because obviously you, you do actually lead Courtney in that, but you obviously see her do that too, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I think that's the point of having a band up the front or <laughs> I mean, you're actually leading the church in singing. Like that's why it's called, like it's band leading or music like ministry music ministry rather than like say just i don't know being performing a, yeah you're not performing mm. you're and that's what i think dictates a lot of the choices that i guess the musical choices that i guess you make when you're practicing like court would know like you pick keys you don't necessarily pick the key that's going to make courtney sound the best no yeah. you pick the key that people are going to be able to sing to you yeah. you make musical choices that are easier to understand so that people will sing confidently, mm. like or and you don't just yeah and I like feel that ab- able to sing yeah exactly you're you're facilitating people in singing yeah um, <coughs> rather than um and you can do fun things within that um and um but yeah that's the main reason that you're up there and I think that's in, that's the lens that you look at everything mm. through um when you're trying to put stuff together yeah it's kind of like almost they don't sing high for a lot of the males in the congregation but also don't sing too low yeah. for a lot of the females in the con- I always don't find that yeah. a, a really interesting I don't know dynamic that you have to be really careful of yeah, yeah we play around with it a bit especially if we've got a female and a male singer yeah. we'll like test the key for both of us yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah, that it's yeah. going to be something that people can sing yeah 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 but yeah I really appreciate playing with court and I've played with court a lot um and it's because we're coming from it from the same angle it makes things really easy and fun and mm-hmm. i think it is it's that the other thing that is selfish about music ministry that i think court might echo as well it's it's actually really fun too. it's so fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun getting to um use gifts that god's given you mm. in, a fu- mm. in a creative way yeah mm. in terms of serving as well. well that's true isn't it because you with uh other ways of serving you often can't like in that moment mm use your gifts to do something in a creative way yeah sometimes like yeah um you know if if you're on i suppose you can be creative with dinner but then when you're serving dinner it's like you're just serving dinner to people and that's fine like there's no problem with that but it's it's an interesting spin on it isn't it that you can be creative in it but i guess yeah you're being creative in the practice time but then when you're actually um playing and leading you're trying to do it in a way that is facilitating the singing so Mm. i guess yeah there's two different ways where like it kind of lines up there in mm. some kind of way, mm. but yeah. No, that's yeah. cool. But um, like, and as you said, Brayden, it's good that you guys are really aligned on that, so you can still try and lead the congregation well, but also try and be cr- a bit creative in yeah. it. But you're still trying to do it for yeah. serve. Yeah, else. and I think there is something really cool that happens when, like, when you're playing music outside of church. Um, you can get really locked in and be like, oh, this is sick. There's like four or five of us really locked in and playing together. But say like, I don't know, when you've got a big Easter service or a Christmas service or something and you have the the four or five or six whatever people on stage locked in, you also have another 200, 300 people locked in mm. as well. And it really feels like you're doing it together. Mm. I think that's really cool. Do you agree? Probably? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I love doing band with Bray. It's great. <laughs> That's cool. It's really nice that you guys love doing that together. Yeah, it's just 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give you compliments, yes. Brayden. So be prepared. <laughs> not not. James I'm gonna go Lloyd. get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way that you leave with such a servant heart, and because Brayden is our band leader, yep. the way that he guides all of us and gives us the best chance to use our skills um, within a servant-hearted context. And I just always feel like I'm really well looked after when Brayden is leading the band. Awesome. I think the fun thing of doing stuff with Court as well is that um, we played music together at Woolaware with like 10 people. And then we've also played music together like we will on Saturday at Carol's with a lot more than 10. A lot more people. (laughs) So it's really fun to get to... Put the same kind of heart and um, I like that's what I appreciate about court is like we put the same amount of heart and effort into doing it at Willowware as we will on Saturday, which is what's really fun and serving about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Carol's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be very this fun. This will come out of the week after, after Carol's. Carol's <laughs> I hope you had fun. <laughs> Carol's was sick. <laughs> uh, we hope the weather was good. Yeah. It's looking all right so far. Yeah. Like it's just going to be hot. Is, that's okay. That's okay. That's though. We, we can, can handle, handle that because it's yeah. going. It's like it's cooling down. They as put we do. new shade things on the thing. You know how they like talk. They had that weird like strap shade yeah. thing at Southridge, and then someone pulled it down, and now they've put a proper shade. Perfect thing timing. Ooh. Like, wow. Very good. Crazy concept. <laughs> Crazy concept. Put up some more shade. <laughs> gigantic green space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's ask the final question, mm-hmm. Courtney, because it's been really fun. Yeah. Been awesome. Yeah. What do you wish you knew? as a younger Christian that you do know now as an older Christian? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't think I have thought about an answer to that one before. That's all right. I think that I wish I knew when I was a younger Christian how good God is and how in control he is and that I didn't need to worry about being perfect or being impressive or any of those things um, because he he had me in his hands. So yeah. I think that's what I would mm-hmm. tell my younger self. Uh, I also think I would tell my younger self to not to not be anxious as well because because God is good and he knows knows yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite Bible verses is um, is about that. And I go back to that one all the time. What is it? Um, it's in the Psalms. I always forget. I think it's ninety four nineteen, but I would have to check that. Which says, "When your ex- when anxiety is great within me, your consolation brought joy to my soul." And mm. I think I remember a lot that not only does God um, console us and comfort us like a father, but He also brings joy to us. And I love both of those things in that verse. I think that is a really good summation of what you've talked about today too, mm. that there have been things that you've been worried about, but God has taken care of it and then you found a lot of joy in doing a lot of those things. Yep. I think that's been, what a great way to sum it up. <laughs> yeah. That was really cool, wasn't it? Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks. Thank you for coming on late notice as well, only a few days notice. Pleasure. But um, well, you're not teaching at the moment, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on break. <laughs> Holiday courts is yeah. here. <laughs> Are you just doing it to Christmas shopping? Is that what you're doing? That's now? what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that because my wife is doing the same thing. Um, 
but yeah, it's been really lovely. And again, I know I say this almost every episode, but your story is not boring. And to hear your story has been really special. And again, this is why we do this podcast, is to hear mm-hmm. stories like yours. So thank you very much for coming on. It's been really special. Brandon, do you have any final words? Oh, to just thanks up? so much for coming on, Court. Pleasure. I love getting to youth lead and play music with you. And I think <laughs> it's also, um, yeah, some of the stories I knew, some of them I didn't, which is always really fun <laughs> about having people on that. Um, yeah, that story about James was mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I re- yeah, I can kind of remember parts of James's version now, but yeah, I... <laughs> I like it. I you like can compare and contrast yeah, in your right. own time if yeah. you're listening along. I can't remember what no, um, episode number James's was, but we can put it in the show notes. Can <laughs> <laughs> mean do extra? I think I, we. I mean Joel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't have a bio. I, I remember that oh, much. It's, it's called "Wouldn't Change a Thing." There you go. Shout out. All right, I'll, I'll add. I'll put, some, I'll put something. In the, watch this for James's poor version of the, <laughs> <laughs> of the proposal story. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much again, Corny. Thank you for everyone that's listening or watching. We really appreciate it. And uh, as always, Brandon will finish texting just for a I sec. Was, to do I was a looking <laughs> up what... Oh, you're looking up what episode what it, it is? What it is. Oh, okay. Short I'm on pause. We'll uh, play wouldn't some. change a thing. Episode 30. Episode you 30. And yeah. you're 109. 109. It's a big gap. 70-odd episodes in between. Yeah. Goodness mm. me. Cool. But yeah. oh, we also said that your your whole family is taken care of on the Chip Punch podcast. Yeah, now. so all been on. feel free to uh, listen to my family's episodes. I guess compare <laughs> <laughs> and contrast the many different uh, yeah. like yeah. views of. I mean, Love you, mom. I saw <laughs> Katie's one was so funny when she said that. Like was I she on saw one? no, it was me no. and Gemma. Yeah, and okay. she saw <laughs> she saw Ethan and like there was this light shining behind his head. <laughs> And she's, oh, I can't remember what it was, but it was hilarious. It was like, like it's like the specter of God. Oh, yeah, of yeah. <laughs> was, she, she's funny. Yeah. yeah. I like her. Yeah. We do too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's finish yeah. up. Thank you again, Courtney. One way. Thanks, One guys. Way. One way.